Well, good morning to you, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Rec, and then we talk about it. And uh, my name is Jason. I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hello. And uh, and how how fare you today? I I fare well. I uh, yeah, got some good sleep last night after a a long uh, trip. Yeah, on the the aeroplane, and uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm ready. I'm ready to podcast. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. The weather is holding. It's in a <laughs> I holding to ask pattern. You about the weather that I have and, as well. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it uh, it seems okay. I came home. Uh, I mean, Jeremy, you and I. It's no secret that we were on vacation. Yeah. Um, and uh, we came back. We came from Cal- the wonderful warm weather of California. And uh, as soon as you land in SeaTac. Uh, from anywhere else in the world, the doors open and immediately you're greeted with damp air. <laughs> it's true. And I was like, I love it here so much. <laughs> I yes. love it here so much. It's cool and refreshing. Oh, yeah, it was great. And like, I, it seemed like 75% less vape smoke right out of the airport, <laughs> which was nice. It's, the last several times that I, I traveled, like it seemed like there were so many people like jones in for a drag off their dragon stick that uh by the time they got right to the door they just couldn't help themselves they had to fire up the vape um but this time it was uh i didn't i didn't really experience that as much so that was even better come we did we did fly in on a thursday so you know vape knows no days (laughs) (laughs) it's every day every day drive around filling your car with dragon smoke (laughs) <laughs> and rolling the window down every once in a while and having your like you kids in their car seats going like what's wrong with that car daddy and i said they think they're cool <laughs> it's they on think, fire don't worry about it they think they're cool i tell my kids over and over again if anybody ever offers you a cigarette or a vape stick just say that's not cool and my kids are my kids are so much more well adjusted than i am or was at their age and they're like we know dad <laughs> i look at it and i also think that's not cool Every time, and my daughter, every time I see one of those, you've trained me to think that man's a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Because today uh, we need to talk about the uh, season four, episode 14. It's another Valentine's Day episode. And uh, this is uh, the basic premise is the Parks Department is hosting a Valentine's party for the city of Pawnee. It's a singles mixer of some sort, I guess. Um, and, uh, and Leslie is going to try to get everybody to help fix Anne up while at the same time creating a scavenger hunt for Ben, uh, for, uh, them to celebrate their first Valentine's day together and hilarity ensues. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty messed up right now because I feel like everything's gearing up for Halloween and here we are at nearly the antithesis of Halloween valentine's day like watching this valentine's day i've been just immersed in this like halloween world of disneyland and Mm -hmm. now we're just doing like this like valentine's day so it's just i don't know like i don't have any i'm just reeling yeah from so many holidays think about it this way valentine's Mm -hmm. day is just another day but you're only costuming your feelings (laughs) (laughs) and your and your cards for some reason they can't just be normal cards now they have to have hearts and stuff on them yeah um when you were a kid because you're mm-hmm. you know we're, we're we're of a similar generation um <laughs> yeah we uh 
when did you in elementary school did you guys do the valentine's day party we we did yeah we had the right. the shoe the, we had to decorate your shoe box and then right. you got your your cards put in yeah and were you forced to give everybody a valentine's card or could you choose uh force you were pretty much forced to but you know some people they went above and beyond for those that they liked a little bit more right yeah i um I had enough cards for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give them to everybody. <laughs> wow. I was like, well, I don't really like, I don't really like Ben. And I don't want him to think I like him this way. <laughs> so no, Ben, I, I mean, we sit by each other all the time, but no, I'm not going to give you a Valentine's Day card. Yeah. Um, they need to have like a, a separate tear, tear apart. Cause now they're just all like tear off sheets. Like, mm-hmm. they're, like they're little cards, like business card size that you get like a pencil or exactly. a piece of like inedible candy. And they should just have a, one of those sheets. It's like, that says happy Valentine's day. I had to do this. <laughs> or just like, we know what this means. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Just like a, a shruggy emoji. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. but Leslie will have none of that kind of shenanigans in mm-hmm. this. Like she goes all out for Valentine's Day and it starts with J- on the 13th, which is Galentine's Day. Um, and so the credit scene is Leslie hosting Galentine's Day uh, brunch um, with all of her friends uh, talking about how awesome it is and getting way too much information about her mom's uh, love life. And, uh, so that was interesting, but she also gives everybody a gift. She goes above and beyond. And I love her gift. Uh, she gives gift certificates for facials and also a needlepoint pillow with your face on it (laughs) and a headline from a newspaper on the day you were born. And her mom says, Joseph Stalin dies. That's right, mom. And you replaced him, (laughs) (laughs) which is a great, great joke. Um, Not in terms of genocide, just as, you know, being on earth. (laughs) So, um, and then she talks about what Valentine's day is to her. And then she's like, this should be a national holiday. And then she promptly emails Congress. (laughs) Hello, Congress. And then starts writing an email about how this should be a national holiday. It's Leslie again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear Congress, it's Leslie again. Um, and so, yeah. So then they start going through personal relationships. And Donna's like, she has many men in rotation. One's waiting in the car. Uh, and April uh, in her relationship, um, <laughs> talking about Andy and how he's supposed to buy gas, but instead about novelty <laughs> cookie cutters. And now everything they eat is shaped like a dinosaur. He's great. I mean, this is so, so good. Um, and then uh, let's, Leslie learns about her mom and her uh, friend, Steven, and how uh, they are very compatible uh, and gross. Uh, and then <laughs> Anne is like, it's, like, says she's on a, like a lull right now, but really I'm happy for everyone. And like, it's like, it's hard to not be sarcastic, um, which is, uh, which is hilarious. Um, and I love how she, this ends with her is, um, Seriously, I hope you guys are all very happy. And April, before she can even finish it, is like, we are. <laughs> we are very happy. And the look uh, that and, and the look that, that Anne gives her is both like incredulous and sad at the same time. Right. Yeah. Aww, you're right. So well done. Like it doesn't pull away from Anne for her reaction. Like it's like, we are. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then uh Leslie catches up to her later, is like, hey, sorry I put you on your spot there. Um, and you know, I'm going to, um, and, and let's, Anne's like, no big deal. This is just a hard time. Um, and as she's walking away, I love Leslie's like, 
and you beautiful, you beautiful spinster. I will find you love. <laughs> <laughs> you beautiful spinster. Um, so that kind of sets up the motivation for Leslie for this episode. She wants Anne to be happy because Anne is her best friend in all the world. And so, um, yeah, so she's going to try to get everybody to help her accomplish this goal. And it starts in the most, more, most logical way is uh, at a, uh, a staff meeting for the Parks Department. Um, and I love how Ron is, seems very eager to jump into the staff meeting. Um, and he's like, thank you all for being here. Let's get started. And Leslie, who is usually the one who leads all things Parks Department, mm-hmm. um, is like, wow, great attitude, Ron. And he's like, no, I'm just talking to these ribs. <laughs> And once again, once again, the perfect, like, like the pan down, like we don't see what he's talking to. And then they pull back and there's a giant plate of ribs. Yeah, I just love, um, yeah, just simple things, simple things. Ron, um, I would imagine like a staff meeting like this is probably at like nine in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's his breakfast ribs. Yeah, these are these are post breakfast ribs pre pre uh, morning snack bacon. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'm going to eat these ribs now. Uh, let's get started. Um, and got so a whole, got a whole pig to get through today. Yeah. I, this is Tom. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So Leslie's like, Hey, this Valentine's day dance is planned and we just have, everything's taken care of, but we have to help and, uh, find a bachelor for tomorrow or uh, for the dance. And, uh, and so we're all in on this. So everybody bring one eligible bachelor and um, April uh, says, no, she's totally hideous. Uh, no, Anne's not totally hideous. Why does she need our help? Um, and uh, but because that's what friends do. And so they start working through this whole thing. Um, and so she then starts tell, saying like, all right, her last serious relationship was Chris. And so we need to work through um, the kind of qualities that she's looking for. Um, and and so. He, this person needs to be attractive, smart, and kind. And as she's going through, it's a, a presentation on a PowerPoint. And so it's making an acrostic. Um, and then she starts to go through the next one. Also, you need to find someone educated, friendly, and fun. And Ron's just like, just tell us the word. Uh, effervescent. He needs to be effervescent. effervescent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Tom does Tom things. <laughs> Which... Uh, he asks, does anybody know if she has any Indian in her? And oh. Leslie knows Tom things. He's like, no, no one respond. Uh, and Jerry, though, finally says, no, I don't think she does. And Tom, Tom's response is, well, do you, would she like some? And now everybody's mad at Jerry. At Jerry. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't hold Tom accountable. No. <clears throat> Tom's the one who is uh, violating HR policies here. <laughs> but it is still Jerry's fault. Um, so. Uh, then Ben uh, comes to see Leslie. And in my notes here, I wrote something that also, uh, listener, I don't think you would be surprised by this, that uh, Ben gets another customized toy. Right. Yeah. Yotter Otter, <laughs> which is great. I love I love Yotter Otter. I think that's a good idea. Um, and uh, this customized toy came from a dream Leslie had two months ago about being about a playboy otter lost at sea and uh, Ben made it real. So wherever he's getting these customized toys in town, I don't <laughs> understand. Um, and I know uh, listener CJ, you've got the uh, personer, the personer, the person, the, uh, the farm down there with the uh, llamas, the llama yeah. hair making toys and stuff. But this is above and beyond. 
And Pawnee is too small a town <laughs> to have this in town. Um, so, um, but Leslie's like, hey, I thought we weren't going to do this because we're all so busy. Um, but of course, Leslie already had a plan. And so she made a um, a, a gift for Ben. And Ben's first instinct is, is this a bomb? But no, it's a cryptex, like in the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> um, and so it's a whole bunch of uh, puzzles that are going to lead to a scavenger hunt to some place, place for them to meet at 9 p.m. I love I love that it was because it was the first movie that they saw on stars. Not 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 the first movie they saw, but the first movie they saw on stars. Yeah, which is, you know, <laughs> as we will come to see, Leslie tracks all kinds of anniversaries and special occasions, um, which will be a problem later. But Ben and Anne will fix that. They'll solve it. Um, and so Leslie is sending Ben on a quest to solve all of these puzzles. Um, and so we're going to let's follow that plot line and then we'll come back to the main plot line. Okay. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So uh, Andy runs into Ben um, <laughs> in the hallway <laughs> and Andy right away is like, oh, wow. Cryptex. Can I have it? <laughs> can I have it? Andy is a four year old child. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and Ben is like. No, how do you know what it is? And and Andy's response is just, I know what things are. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just say like that jacket? I, I don't know. I have nothing to say, but just that ja- it's just this big blue and white like ski jacket or something. Mm-hmm. That I've never seen him in before. And I, I don't know why. It just made an impression. And is this a jacket that you would like? No, 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 no. I just he I why was he wearing it? It's, what was going on? It's February. It's cold. I guess. I, I don't I don't know. That's They've never really do. like dressed for the occasion in the past. I feel I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the halls are particularly cold because that's where he runs into him. So but I just love I know what things are. Um, <laughs> and so he, he it's like the first thing is a five letter word that has anything to do with our third date. And Andy says, have you tried? And it bleeps it out. And but that's a four letter word. Not if you had an S. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Ron, Andy's like, well, you're the second smartest person I know. So let's go to the first smartest person. And they go to Ron and goes through this whole thing. And Ron also suggests the same word. And Ben's like, why is everybody's first suggestion? And Andy's response is just smart people. Just smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, uh, then Ron's like, yeah, I think I can help you. And he just breaks it open, <laughs> like grabs a hammer, smashes it. Um, and then Andy grabs it to unroll it. Cause he, again, is a four-year-old. It's like, this is me. Everything's about me. Um, and so Andy reads the clue, the murals with this heart, you see, look to the first and there your next clue will be. And Ron right away, the first letter of the name of each mural with a heart on, will spell out the clue or some or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Ron is, you know, he seems annoyed, but helpful with this whole situation. Um, and so he, um, says, let's go check out the murals. And so on they go to check out the murals and, uh, um, Ben come, they all come back and, uh, we have a, a list of, of murals that, uh, Andy brings, um, and so the first ones, the ones from the hallway, Andy checked out are cornfield slaughter, lament of the Buffalo, needless slaughter, slaughter gone wrong, <laughs> eating the reverend it's raining blood and death everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the violent hall, the high, the hall of violence. So much slaughter. 
Um, and so Ben is like, thank you. I think I got it here. And he's trying to send him off away. Um, and, uh, and Andy, uh, is like, no, April hates Valentine's and brunch and outside and smiling. <laughs> She's weird. Um, and then Ron though, figures out the whole thing, um, with all the first letters of all the different, uh, murals. Um, and it says no food diner clue three at JJ's diner, which leads to the question, how many clues are there? Dun, dun, dun. So, um, and then next we see them. They're at JJ's diner. Um, and Ben quickly discerns that the only food finder is uh, the best food of all for Leslie is whipped cream. And so they're going to check all the whipped cream cans. And he just grabs one from off the table and starts spraying it. <laughs> like <laughs> seeing if it'll come out of the, the thing. Um, but Ben then goes and Jurassic parks it. Uh, and unscrews the bottom <laughs> and there it is there's the clue and uh um and then so the clue is something wicked this way comes once you peruse a book with your thumbs go to the one who succumbs i'll be attached with a little gum and ben is flummoxed but then ron again i hate riddles and other such nonsense i want that on the record um, but he's like this something wicked with the book is my white library ex-wife, which means I'm the one that succumbs. And he looks down at his shoe and he's like, oh, and he sees the little piece of the clue attached with gum. And he's like, man, she's good on his um, own shoe. That's yeah. Great. So when did this happen? Right. And how long has she been working on this? Um, and so the clue then is follow me to the sheltered snow. Only 20, 20 22 clues left to go. Um, and so they decide that there's no way they're going to get 25 clues figured out. So they need to split up and hope that they just figure it out in time. And so somehow they, at, in a deleted scene, they look at all of the different places that they have been, I would imagine. Um, but they, uh, split up to cover more ground. Um, and then we see, uh, <laughs> Ben, <laughs> goes to the snow globe museum, which was the exact clue that this one was given. And, uh, and we see there, uh, Martin star working as the curator of the snow globe museum. Martin star, uh, was a, uh, co-star with Adam Scott in the show party down. Um, and Martin star is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And, Somebody comes up to him and I, I want the rest of, I want this show. <laughs> Martin Starr in a snow globe shop in a snow globe museum. Yes. Yeah. Because they come up, first of all, why would there be a snow globe museum? It's Pawnee. Who, who is funding it? They make toys. You think custom toys. the snow globe museum is, has a custom toy business to fund their true passion snow globes no i'm just saying any town that has a, a toy making shop a custom toy making shop can have a snow globe museum okay yeah is that in the constitution pawnees yes got it all right um and so but this person comes up to to uh martin star and is holding a snow globe uh is my brain candy and my brain candy my brain <laughs> uh cannon cannon <laughs> Uh, I am also recovering from vacation, <laughs> um, brain cannon. And, uh, and so they, uh, he just like turns it over <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. It's working now. <laughs> oh my word. Like they like, 
this snow globe seems broken. Right. It doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) He's such such a funny guy, man. And once again, here's another MCU. Now, he's not a hero, but he is in the MCU, not once, but twice. What's the in the Spider-Man movie? He's in both of them. Yeah, he's in both of them. Oh, okay. But but he was also in the Incredible Hulk. He was a yeah. He was a computer nerd. Oh, interesting. So he went from computer nerd to teaching at a uh, like science advanced education high school. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, I think that's why they allowed him just to continue in in the in the MCU. Because that's probably what he ended up becoming later in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes sense. I'm for it. All right. I'm glad we solved that riddle. Yep. Um, so Ben comes in and is like, hey, um, <laughs> first is like, how's it going? And Martin's response, it's Valentine's Day and I'm working the late shift at a snow globe <laughs> museum. So I'm right where I want to be. Uh, and then he's like, hey, my girlfriend left a clue here. He's like, yeah, OK, you're Ben. Um, she said you'd be here by noon, so you're not doing so good. <laughs> um, and so I'm supposed to tell you it's under one of the snow globes, but which one? Ooh. And Ben starts shaking all the globes. Like, I don't know. Nope, nope, nope. You really suck at this. Um, and then he finally finds it. Um, and, uh, he's like, ah, I found it. And Martin is like, wait, no, that might be from the other scavenger hunt. <laughs> so, um, which seems like, I think he's lying. I don't think there were multiple scavenger hunts. So, um, yeah, so Ben found a clue and then Ron, uh, goes to the bulge, <laughs> the, the Pawnee's gay bar, um, which is also close to Ron's house and, uh, walks in it's like, I believe Leslie may have left some kind of scavenger hunt clue here. And, uh, the bartender's like, got it. And all the dudes at the bar are scouting out Ron and he just looks at him and is like, gentlemen, uh, <laughs> and he gets the clue. He's like, enjoy your evening. Uh, and then Andy is trying to solve it as well. And he sees the clue inside of a um, <laughs> inside of the uh, a case with a raccoon in it, which is as well. Well, it always says break glass in case of an emergency. And he's got this crowbar and then he's about to smash it. And he's like, wait a second. And he looks behind. He can reach it and he grabs the clue and then he just drops the crowbar on top of it and breaks the glass anyway. <laughs> so, um <laughs> Yeah, so they're Classic great. Andy. Yeah. I would also like an episode that just goes through and Ron continues to work all the clues. Yes. I would please. be on board with that. Um, and so they come back together and Ben is like, I got nine, three, and four. And Ron says, I got 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. <laughs> I got lucky. <laughs> and then a talking head. And I love riddles. <laughs> <laughs> And Andy uh, found some clues <laughs> and this weird stick. It might be a clue. <laughs> nope. Um, and but he only found clue eight and twenty-two. <laughs> so he like, yeah. Anyway, he was literally just looking randomly and found eight <laughs> and twenty-two. Didn't even try to solve eight <laughs> or twenty-two. He just yeah. I found these. Um, and a stick that's so. interesting. Like this is cool. <laughs> might, might be something. <laughs> No. Uh, so uh, Ron is then <laughs> they're sitting at, in, together He's like we failed. If I just had a little bit more time um, and Ben is concerned, like she's waiting for me somewhere and I'm going to be a failure. And I love Ron's uh, rationale here because he's wait. Leslie loves romance, but she also loves being right. <laughs> is there something that you used to disagree on 
but you've since come around to her way of thinking. And Ron is a genius. And Ben goes off to this place. The, where? Re- the reaction shot of Ron as he, he just kind of closes his eyes and slowly nods like, yes, I am a genius. Yes. <laughs> I have figured it out. So mm-hmm. we'll come back to Ben and Leslie's reunion uh, in a moment, because the other side of this story is the Valentine's Day party that the Parks Department is throwing for the people. And uh, everybody's got their stuff figured out. Oh, no, I did something. I'm sorry. Um, I don't don't worry about it, everybody. I fixed it. Um, So uh, Tom goes to Chris um, because everything's coming together, but he's got an idea for a a DJ. Um, But Chris is very sad. And so Tom sees this. He's like, hey, are you still thinking about that? And um, Chris's response is, Millicent Gergich has literally torn my heart from my body and replaced it with a thick slab of sadness. (laughs) I may never smile again. (laughs) And Tom like takes a beat and is like, cool. (laughs) So I found a DJ for the dance and his name is DJ Blunt. (laughs) And Chris like, no, this is is his advertising is inappropriate. Uh, And then Chris volunteers um, because he has nothing else to do. He has no other plans for Valentine's Day. Because I am completely alone. <laughs> and again, I was like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> Just walks out. Tommy need a mango. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, so Chris has volunteered to uh, be the DJ for the Valentine's Day party, which can't be a good idea. Um, and so we get to the party and he's set up his DJ booth and he greets everybody. Um, I'm just going to read his greeting. Happy Valentine's Day, Pawnee. For me, it is not happy. Don't let my sadness diminish your night. Anyway, life is fleeting. (laughs) And then he plays for most of the night. Some of the discordant, saddest music I have ever heard. (laughs) I saw saw um, IMDB. Somebody had put, um, I I, uh, shazammed the music that he was playing. And I came up mm -hmm. with... um, uh, Kangzo by Tashi Lumpo Monastery. It's basically uh, Tibetan monk chanting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Jerry comes into the party and runs into Leslie. Like, Leslie, I found a day for Anne, and he put an ad on, ad on Craigslist man seeking man for a night of casual fun. <laughs> <laughs> and Rico, he responded right away. <laughs> um, and uh, Tom and Leslie both point out to jerry that he hired a male escort and uh, jerry's like oh no i did so now that's that's jerry's problem to solve um please please get your gigolo out of here (laughs) um and and then april brought a bachelor as well um and and she brought orin um to which leslie responds Anne is not some weird morose mummy Offense intended, Oren. <laughs> Let this be a wake-up call about the way you present yourself to the world. <laughs> um, and uh, so Leslie is uh, still frustrated uh, and trying to figure things out. But then Anne shows up and, like, hey, you're here. We're just talking about you. Um, and uh, so Anne can't think of a more depressing place to be. But Leslie um, then gives an example of a more depressing place to be. And I was watching this episode with my children uh, as uh, this morning. And um, so Leslie's example made them laugh out loud 
<laughs> so uh, what about a wedding where you used to go out with the groom and you're the only one there without a date? So the bride makes you dance to single ladies by yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did that happen to you? Maybe. <laughs> Let's so get you a drink. <laughs> mean. <laughs> uh, All and, the single and, ladies. Just one. Yeah. Just you. Um, and then Anne notes that the music seems about right. So, um, yeah. So then uh, they... Uh, Leslie goes to a talking head and she's like, everybody is taken. Um, she goes through the list of guys she knows who are taken. Uh, but then she looks at her phone and it says P hut. Oh, that's pizza. Hut. So she calls pizza Hut to ask how cute that person is. Um, <laughs> which not great strategy. Um, having worked at a pizza place, I would advise against that. Um, and then, uh, and brings over our Leslie brings over her friend, Alex, who turns out to be a lawyer, um, that gives campaign advice and Leslie just sets them up and, takes off you two hit it off now and then leaves um and then tom tries to get the music changed um and he points out you know this music sounds like the end of a movie about a monk who killed himself and chris's response <laughs> it is <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh tom says why don't you rebound and he points out nobody compares to millicent except maybe jerry because they share 50 percent of the same dna and then he looks longingly at jerry <laughs> oh and, and the, the camera pans over to jerry noticing chris yearning for him <laughs> and he freaks out he's like what, what's happening <laughs> and Tom's like stop staring at jerry um leslie brings another dude over to meet uh ann uh jeff um and jeff says well you didn't tell me that your friend was so beautiful um and then he goes on to say not as beautiful as my sister but you know the law but <laughs> no Jeff. that ended that <laughs> <laughs> um and uh so uh leslie's like how am i supposed to help Anne find the love of love of her life when this sounds like a funeral in here and so she goes um to try to help uh talk to Chris and try to get things moving, change the music up. Um, and I think, I and, think there's a shot right there of Oren just like really enjoying yeah. himself. Like he loves like, like, yeah, this is, you know, it's bad when Oren's having fun. Yeah. Like, this is the best music ever. <laughs> um, but then she turns to April, like, thanks for nothing. Um, and be, you know, it points out to Aunt April, like, Anne would have, would help you with this. Um, and so why don't you just go hide under the table with your friend, Oren, and I see you, you weirdo, and you <laughs> could just see his hands under the tablecloth. Um, and, uh, so then, um, and, uh, Tom comes, comes up to Anne and says, Hey, let, let me help you with these things. We're at this thing together. Let's figure, let's just go through these bachelors and, uh, let's weed them out. Um, and so the first one is Harris. Um, it comes up. It's like, I heard you were desperate for a man piece. <laughs> we in business, uh, points out he, uh, Harris is 33 years old. Those of his parents has been to 200 fish concert to which Harris responds, try 308. Uh, so and that's a pass. And then, um, and then, uh, the next one, uh, this is bill, uh, bill, uh, Tom says, and saves lives for a living. What do you do? Well, let me begin. I'm an amateur juggler. And Tom says, no, stop. You shouldn't have started there. <laughs> get out. Nobody's trying to get with jugglers. <laughs> um, and so then Chris goes, uh, and goes, uh, Leslie goes to talk to Chris, like, Hey, why don't we change the music? Um, and he, uh, 
is and Leslie says, look on the bright side. I'm sure that Millicent couldn't keep up with you. And Chris was like, no, she was faster than me. Uh, so I was setting many personal records. What if Millicent is my personal best? Um, and uh, Chris is, uh, again, this is a joke that will come up later on. Uh, he's like, I'm 44 years old. Uh, and he's, Leslie says, you don't look a day over 30. Most people say 25. <laughs> <laughs> Most people. <laughs> Who says that? A lot of people. Um, and uh, and he thinks Millicent was his soulmate, but he says, no, look, look at Ant. You dated her. She's a perfect human specimen. And you tossed her out like day old chowder. But it's going to be OK. Buck up. And Chris says, thanks. I'll try. Um, and then cut to. Are you are you music not supposed turned to be, up? <laughs> are you, are you not supposed to eat chowder after day? No, probably not. OK, I would not trust it. Asking for a friend. In, Unless it's in a can still for not many days. The, not in the sourdough bowl. Just uh, put saran counter? wrap over no. the top, right? Oh, so gross. So gross. That is the uh uh microwave it back it just, up. Good to go. Uh uh you can't use bread bowl in the microwave. <laughs> that won't soaks work. Up, soaks up all the chowder. <laughs> chowder. I do love a bread bowl though. When it's hot soup. Like that's the reason to go to San Francisco. <laughs> that's it that's it the bread bowl and then uh then leave as fast as you can um so thank you listener from san francisco i'm sure you agree you're just trapped there um and so uh leslie comes over to ann um and uh hey, hey your seem how does your uh, evening seem to be unfolding in terms of conversations with men <laughs> <laughs> And Anne's like, well, I met a lot of different people. Uh, I mean, I just have a really great friend who's trying to help me find a date. So thank you. Uh, and she's like, I'm just going to go home and watch TV. And then uh, Les is like, why don't you see me? Give me your car keys for a second. And Anne's like, you're going to throw them on the roof. So I can't leave. Um, and uh, and she's like, no, I, I really do want to go. And so she's going to go. And Aunt Leslie feels bad. So she's like, you know, what? I'm going to take Anne for a drink. Party's all taken care of. They don't need me here anymore. So I'm going to go. Um, and then she sees Anne in her car, putting on makeup, using the emergency mini curling iron that she gave her. <laughs> She's going on a date. And April comes up to her at the same time. Like, hey, you don't know what's going on. Um, just let her be. Um, and let's like, why does she keep this from me? Because it's someone she can't be dating. And then she comes to the realization that she hasn't seen Chris in a while. The music is better. Um, and uh, and so she assumes that Anne is going to go meet Chris. Um, and April is trying to keep her from doing that and tells her to leave her alone. It's none of your business. Um, and, but Leslie's all amped up because her whole life was turned upside down because of Chris's rule that she can't date a, uh, a superior in the parks department, in the government. And now, um, she's, Chris is going to date, uh, April or Anne. And now this, they gotta, they can't let this happen. Um, That's and not so fair. it's like, I will let it. Yeah, it's not fair. It's like, I will let it go for now. But she just goes to the Little Sebastian Memorial, which is where the last clue led would have led Ben had they found the last clue because they did not find clue for 25. Um, and uh, and Leslie says, at first, you did not understand what made this tiny horse so special. But now you love him more than I do. <laughs> and Ben's just went, yep, I miss him every day. <laughs> and looks right at the camera like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so still don't, still don't get it <laughs> yeah 
And so um, Ben is like, are you ready for your first ever Valentine's dinner? Dinner?" And Melissa's like, yes, but first I have to tell you something. Chris and Anna are on a secret date, which is crazy because these are boss. That's what we were in and we were put on trial for. I know I'm not supposed to care, uh, but let's just go have a romantic dinner. To which Ben responds, no, we have to catch them in the act right now. <laughs> Screw romantic dinners. Uh, let's go rub their faces in it. So they go uh, to the restaurant that uh, Les Ann, or Leslie followed and to um and uh they try to sneak up to the window um and they look in and uh they see that uh well leslie's like i cannot wait to see the look on chris's remarkably youthful face when we march in there and confront him so that was the come back to the 25 uh joke um so and then they look and they see it's not chris coming to meet Anne. it's tom what what and then this is exactly when April manages to show up as well um, and tells them that she's the one who set them up because we get a, a flash cut back to the dinner and uh, April asking, like, what exactly are you looking for? Why not? Why not, Tom? He's the only one who's made you smile all evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and she says, look, he's a good guy. He'll take care of you. All that dumb swagger is just a show. He's sweet. Um, and so, yeah, just see what, uh, what, what would unfold and, um, and, uh, cuts back to Ben and his response is, man, I need to wrap my head around this. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, April is like, look, he's at least kind of cool. And in this small town, he's semi cool. Um, and, and Leslie takes all of this whole thing together and says, you tried to make Anne happy for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and April is grossed out by this and starts to leave. And Aunt Leslie's like parting words are, you are a very nice person. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah. So they see them together having a drink. Um, and uh, <laughs> again, Leslie's like, uh, I do not understand this. This really confuses me. Um and Ben's like, well, you do love them both. Yeah, I love passionate speakers and Italian men. And Ben looks at her like, uh, or it doesn't mean I love Mussolini. And Ben looks at her like, you love Italian men? Um, and not as much as I- Irish, Scottish, white, whatever you are. <laughs> whatever. Uh, this is the weirdest Valentine's Day ever. Uh, so then it cuts into the restaurant and uh, Tom's like, this is really weird. I don't know what's happening. Uh, and Anne's like, this is totally close to falling apart. Um, and uh so she's like, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have a drink. We're going to talk, get to know each other. And then I'm going to drive home alone. And Tom gives an alternate uh, op- uh, possibility. Uh, we have drinks, get to know each other, whatever. Then go back to my place, snuggle up like little bunnies. <laughs> and uh, and Anne's like, this was a mistake. To which Tom's response is the, uh, the whiny high pitch. No! <laughs> which Tom is so good at. So... Um, yeah, so this listener, this sets up a whole relationship that no one saw coming early on in the in the introduction with Tom and Anne. Like this was never a possibility, but we're going to have several episodes for the rest of the season uh, and into the next season with uh, Tom and Anne as a couple. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like this dynamic. I don't like them together. I think they're weird. Um, but listener, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about Tom and Ann? <laughs> do you think he's semi cool? <laughs> <laughs> Just let them be happy, Jason. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. 
speaking of letting people be happy, the credit scene, Ron comes to Leslie and is like, listen, uh, thanks to your annoying prying last year, I'm sure you remember my birthday's coming up. <laughs> and Leslie's like, I know you don't hate parties. Correct. And you know that wild goose chase you sent Ben on for Valentine's Day? Uh, I also do not want that. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I understand. No solving riddles of clues, each more intricate than the last. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah, I got it. And then it cuts away. And then you just hear a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Ron at the window, meekly going, I, I do want that. <laughs> Please do <laughs> that for me. <laughs> just, just halfway hidden, hidden behind the door frame. Like you can't even see yes. his whole face. Like <laughs> scratching, scratching at the doorpost. <laughs> Right. And then let, it just cuts to Leslie just looking at the camera, just like nodding like, yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah. So it's oh, so funny. funny. Two, this whole two episode. Yeah, go ahead. Is I just love the whole <clears throat> like uh, the the scavenger hunt dynamic of this episode. Yeah. We learned so much about Ron in this. So I just love it. So what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, we got uh, Mussolini and a um, Stalin reference in the same episode. Oh, yeah. Good point. Just, Wow. Just throwing that out there, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Do you like scavenger? Are you a scavenger Thank hunt you guy? For that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really know. Like sometimes, but I don't want like I don't know. I like to be told what to look for without the <laughs> the clue part. Yeah. Like just say, like, I like a scavenger hunt, like go go like go find an get a picture. Egg. Yeah, like that. That's already hard enough. <laughs> So don't make me guess like it's a bird that could be six feet tall and it can't fly. I'm like, come on. That's a couple, right? Big There's bird? Ostrich. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't go all the way to Sesame Street. Waze doesn't give me the directions. That's why the, that's why it's literally the song. To look can, you, up. can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? Because nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. Are those people trapped there then? I think so. Oh, my word. That's intense. It's that, is, that would be an, this is a much more intense uh, children's show than I thought. That's yeah, a bad like episode of the Twilight are, Zone. All these kids are trapped in Sesame Street. Yeah, it's a Scarlet and Witch some situation. Of, some, some, oh my gosh, yes, it's the original. Oh man, <laughs> it's the original WandaVision. And they're trying to teach these kids stuff. Like, I know you're never going to go to school again. Right. Let me teach you the difference between near and far. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to get far. Because <laughs> you're stuck here forever. Also, every time you throw garbage away, Oscar gets more power. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets stronger. So don't waste. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is going to make me totally watch Sesame Street with a new new eyes now. Gotta go what, back if watch them all. Mar- what if Oscar and Maria are stuck here? <laughs> and what's Grover's deal? Where did he come from? Who makes yeah, the helmets uh, there? Who's the armorer <laughs> in Sesame Street? <laughs> and then is there a squid game mentality or two where maybe <laughs> they, have to, <laughs> they have to fight their way out eventually? They just haven't unlocked that yet. Right. But yeah, that's going to be the any, sequel. Have any of the Muppets from Sesame Street ever died? Have they ever disappeared <laughs> I, and not been explained. I, not that I know of, but we can, I can look into that. Okay, let me know. Get back to me next week. I will next All week right. as we we listen. We uh, oh, by the way, this one got eight point two 
uh, on IMDb. Out of oh, wait, 18, getting uh, back to the point? What? Oh, getting back to the point. Uh, out of uh, out of nearly 1,900 reviews, and at, and last week's was 8.7 at nearly 2,000 reviews. So hmm. um, next week, Dave returns at, uh, at and it gets an 8.0 at, at 1,800 reviews. So kind of, huh. yeah, I don't know. I like I like this one a lot more than last week. So yeah, agreed. I agree with that. The uh, external reviews. There are, the, I don't know. IMDb, you're really letting me down. You change everything. I know I say this every time. It's so <laughs> dumb. Um, so, all oh, right. The, lay- the layout. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, listener, well, tell us what you think about IMDb. And uh, <laughs> also <laughs> let us know what you think about. Uh, Anne's uh, dating it, choices. Yeah. Talk, talk to us, listener. Uh, email at parksandconversation at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you until next time. Uh, Bye, I guess. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 